Smartphone Spellbook Part 2 of 2 by P.T. Writes Adult content intended for an adult audience only as this contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. The content of this story is purely fiction and not intended for anything but the enjoyment of the listener. If you do not agree with the themes listed in the tags, please do not listen to the story. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link in the comments to further support this author. This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out. Chapter 09 Ethan woke up and sighed. Ruby and Anna were snuggled up next to him, while Vex was curled up at the end of the bed. He was still pissed with her, but he knew he'd need her help. She had told him he was part demon. It was the only thing she could think of that would explain how he could use demonic magic and the markings. Except, that was apparently impossible. A demon was basically a human, but without a soul. A human soul was what kept a person alive. If the soul died, so did they. Demons, on the other hand, were kept alive by magic itself. Their bodies were saturated in it. Which was why if a demon ran out of power, they died. The issue was, according to Vex, that a human soul and a demonic body couldn't coexist. She likened it to putting a ball of fire into a tank of gas. The whole thing would just burn up. Somehow, though, Ethan was proving that theory wrong. He wiggled his way out of the two women and climbed out of bed. It was still early in the morning, so he went downstairs and prepared breakfast for everyone. He paused when thinking about how much to make. Did Vex need food? Did demons need food? He assumed no, but made some anyway just in case. He returned to the bedroom to wake the others only to find them already awake. Ruby was riding Vex's cock, while Anna was watching and masturbating. Ethan walked in and grabbed Anna, pushing her backwards and moving between her legs. She grinned at him as she grabbed his cock and guided him inside her. They began fucking hard and fast, Ethan's new strength and stamina taking over leaving Anna incapable of little more than holding onto him tightly as he pounded her into the mattress.It wasn't long before Ruby was begging Ethan to let her come, she still needed his permission, and he granted it. As the words left his mouth, Ruby shuddered and screamed loudly in pleasure. Ethan was amused by how loud she could be when she didn't have to stay quiet. The pleasure overwhelmed Ruby and she flopped sideways as her eyes rolled into her head. Vex looked annoyed as her cock slipped free of the now barely conscious redhead. Ethan grabbed Anna and rolled over, pulling her on top of him. She began to ride his length, taking every inch inside of her as she moaned and grabbed her breasts. Vex moved behind her, straddling Ethan's legs as she pushed Anna forward, exposing her ass. Anna simply waiting as Vex pressed her cock against her tight asshole and pushed the head inside. With a single thrust, both Vex and Ethan were buried to the hilt inside Anna's two holes and she groaned in delight. Vex held the woman's hips as she began to thrust, while Ethan thrust up into her. The dual stimulation sent Anna wild. She had done double penetration with toys before, but never two cocks. The feeling of two hard cocks inside her was better than any toy could feel. She dug her nails into Ethan's chest as an orgasm washed over her, the first of many to come. After Anna had her fourth orgasm, Ethan felt his own approaching. He grunted as his balls tightened and he began emptying his load inside his stepmother. Vex asked if she was allowed to come too, but he denied her. Anna could barely talk by this point, 
and just mewled happily as she felt his seed fill her insides. Once he was done, Ethan ordered Vex to pull out, which she did as Anna rolled onto the bed next to her daughter. Breakfast is ready, although it might be cold now, Ethan announced getting up. The two women slowly crawled from the bed on shaking legs and followed him and Vex downstairs. They ate their breakfast and as it turned out, demons did in fact eat food. Not that they needed to, but it was still enjoyable apparently. At least that's what Ethan gathered from how fast Vex ate and the fact she finished off both Ruby's and Anna's leftovers. Although, it was her first meal in centuries, so he could understand her enthusiasm for cold pancakes. So what do you want us to do today? Ruby asked. Anna, you need to continue going to work. Things need to appear normal for now, and we still need the income. Ruby, I have an idea for you, but we'll need to go shopping first. So today you can spend the day tidying the house. As for you, Vex, you're going to teach me everything I need to know about demons and magic. Ethan explained. The women all agreed and set to their tasks. Vex and Ethan returned to his room and she gave him a crash course on demons, how they use magic and the most common types of demons. She explained that demonic magic was mostly intuitive, you just thought what you wanted and it happened. They had much more control over magic than humans and didn't require ingredients or potions, although they did use incantations on occasion. All demons required one thing though, magic. They didn't naturally generate it, nor could they channel it from the environment like humans could. Different demons got their power from different sources. Some examples Vex gave were demons of lust, like herself, who got theirs from pleasure. Demons of chaos got theirs from chaotic events, things from someone missing an appointment to a house fire could all provide power for them. Demons of greed got their power from people being selfish. Basically any act humans did, demons had found a way to exploit it. Vex asked Ethan to lay down on the bed, which he did. She straddled his hips, his cock growing erect into her ass as hers lay across his stomach. She ignored his cock though and suddenly plunged her hand into his stomach. Ethan's eyes went wide as he watched her hand disappear into his abdomen. It took a moment for his brain to realize there was no pain. Nor was there any blood or wound and he realized her hand was inside his stomach, but it hadn't broken his skin. She was using magic of some kind. Keep very, very still. She warned as she began to move her arm. She closed her eyes and focused for a moment before quickly withdrawing her hand as if she had touched something painful. It reminded Ethan of every time he had accidentally burned his hand on the oven. Vex clutched her arm defensively, looking down at Ethan with fear in her eyes. What is it? He asked. You're not possible. She whispered. What? What is it? Tell me. Ethan commanded. Your soul, it's not like anything I've ever seen. There's a technique of measuring someone's capabilities of magic, to check their upper limits as it were. This is the theoretical cap on the amount of magic a person can use. You though, you don't have that cap. Your soul feels like ocean with no bottom. Vex replied. So what? I can use a lot of magic? Why is that so bad? No, don't you get it? That shouldn't be possible. Everyone has a limit, even demons. Vex replied, her voice still filled with fear. So I could become stronger than any demon? Ethan replied with a grin. I don't know, probably. Vex replied. Ethan felt his cock swell harder as he thought about that. The power he could get, he could have anything he wanted if he was too powerful to be stopped. Fuck me. He commanded Vex. She still looked nervous, but did as she was told. She moved her hips up slightly, allowed the head of his cock to press against her slit before sliding herself down on it. As soon as she slipped inside, 
Her expression changed from worry to joy. That's a command you don't need magic to make me follow. She smiled as she began to ride him hard and fast. Ethan had never been interested in cocks before, but as Vex rode him and hers bounced up and down, he found the sight of it a turn on. Did you always have a cock and balls or is that magic? He asked. Magic, I am female, but I'm a demon of lust. Why restrict myself to the pleasures of just one gender? Vex replied. Ethan thought about it a moment before realizing it made sense. A demon of lust would want all the pleasure they could get. So would most people now he thought about it. So how much of your body is natural? Most of it, demons are born with predispositions to certain things. For example, if I wanted to, I could have chosen to be a different type of demon, but my nature is one of lust and my body is made for that. Everything about me is designed to be as sexual as possible. Ethan looked over her body. It was tight and toned, but with curves in just the right places. He reached up and grabbed her breasts. They spilled out of his hands as he squeezed them. They were both soft and firm at the same time, the skin perfectly smooth and the nipples hard and proud. She was right. Her body was designed to induce lust in anyone that saw it. What about humans, though? Surely you can't just go out in public looking all demonic? Well, no, we disguise ourselves as humans. You already know we can change our bodies, you change your own. Vex replied. Ethan realized how stupid a question that had been, but he blamed it on the fact he was distracted by the beautiful demon currently riding his cock. He decided that was enough talking for now and grabbed Vex by the hips. In one smooth motion he rolled her over so he was on top and began pounding into her. She mewled happily as he thrust deep inside her, but part of Ethan felt it wasn't enough. With a brief thought he felt his cock swelling inside her as it grew in size. He couldn't see how big it was getting, but could feel Vex getting tighter and tighter around his shaft. She groaned as his size filled her and began thrusting her hips up to him. Despite his cock growing in size, it seemed she wanted it even deeper inside her. It wasn't logged before Vex was begging Ethan to let her come, this time though she sounded very desperate. Ethan debated allowing her, before remembering that she had tried to enslave him. Resting on one hand, he began to stroke her cock as he slammed into her, causing her to moan loudly in pleasure and frustration. Please, fuck, 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 oh fuck. Please let me come, plea always. Vex screamed out, but Ethan ignored her. He felt his own orgasm building and began to thrust even harder, the bed underneath making loudly creaking noises as the motion pushed it to its structural limits. He groaned loudly as he came, filling Vex with copious amount of his cum breathing hard. He slipped his cock out of her, surprised by how long it was. It was well over a foot in length by the time the head popped free and still rock hard. He focused and watched as it shrunk down into a more manageable size. I hate you. Vex whined from the bed. Get used to it. If you want to be allowed to come again, you'll have to make up for trying to enslave me. Ethan replied. Vex pouted but didn't argue. Just at that moment, Ruby entered the room. I've cleaned everywhere else. I only have in here left to do. She smiled. Ethan had never seen her cheerful to do housework. Usually Anna asking her to do even the slightest bit of tidying resulted in a snarky remark, and in not being done. That can wait, we're going shopping. Ethan replied. They got dressed as Vex watched. Can I come too? She asked. Sure, I'm kind of curious what you look like as a human anyway. Ethan replied. He watched as Vex smiled at him and began to change. Her horns vanished and her hair turned blonde while her skin became pale. In moments she went from obviously a demon to completely human. She still had a strong, toned body, but with long legs, round hips and perky breasts. 
Ethan could easily see most men giving anything to spend the night with her. Now what to wear? Vex muttered. She thought for a moment before a simple outfit of jeans and a crop top appeared on her. On most women it would have been sexy, but acceptable. On Vex, it looked downright slutty. Her breasts practically spilled from the top and her nipples poked through the fabric making it obvious she wasn't wearing a bra. Let's go then, Ethan said as he went for the door. Where are you going? Vex asked. To the mall? Ethan replied, but stopping where he stood. Take my hand. Vex told him, offering a hand to both him and Ruby. Why? Just do it. Ethan took her hand and Ruby took the other. Vex told him to picture somewhere near the mall, somewhere quiet where people wouldn't be. He pictured the parking garage across the street, the top floor where no one ever really parked, and he knew there were no cameras. The next thing he knew, wind was blowing through his hair as the trio stood on top of the parking garage. What just happened? Ruby asked, confused. We teleported. Vex answered. We can do that. Ethan asked. This was news to him. Yes, but only if you know exactly where you are going. You can't teleport somewhere you haven't been before, unless you're with someone that has and you can use them as a locator. Vex explained. So you use me to teleport us here? Ethan asked. Exactly, now let's go shopping. I've heard a lot about these malls, but I've never been to one. I want to see inside. They made their way down to the ground floor and across the street into the mall. They got a lot of looks from people passing by, mostly men staring at the two women, but a few women also checked out Ethan, which was odd to him. He had never been bad looking, but he hadn't ever turned people's heads like he was now. He smiled at the attention and made his way through the crowd. They stopped at a few stores, buying clothes and accessories, he even bought Vex a few items. Clothes shopping wasn't why he was here though, he wanted a specific store near the back of the mall. It was an adult store, the largest he knew of. It was filled with every type of toy, outfit, device, anything sex-related. If it existed, chances are this store sold it. They browsed the shelves as Vex excitedly looked at everything. She had only heard of half the items in here, but never seen them herself. They made their way around the store, arriving at the counter with a mountain of items. Vex was positively bouncing with excitement, while Ruby was blushing profusely as the cashier rang them up. They spent a huge amount of money, a good chunk of Anna's savings, but Ethan didn't care. He already had a plan on how to get plenty of money. They took their bags and went into the bathroom. Ethan checked there was no one else inside before the women entered. Vex quickly teleported them home with all of the shopping. You're going to have to teach me that. Ethan told Vex as they appeared back at home. What shall we do with the shopping? Ruby asked. Put it in your room for now. You won't be sleeping in there anymore anyway. Ethan replied. He picked up an outfit from the shopping and told Ruby to put it on once she was done. Vex stretched as Ruby left the room hauling the shopping bags with her, before returning to her demonic form with a content sigh. Anna arrived home and Ethan made dinner while they talked. It was a strangely normal moment for once, both of them dressed and talking like they used to about Anna's day. The only unusual part was the naked demon setting out plates on the table. Oh, I got some bananas, a mango and a pineapple from that market you like, Ethan said. He watched as Anna gripped the side tightly and moaned loudly as her legs shook. He had forgotten about that command and chuckled as he watched her have a powerful orgasm. Just as Anna was recovering, Ruby returned to the kitchen. She was wearing a collar that had the words slut on the front in big pink letters. To go along with it she had a very short maid's dress that left her breasts exposed and barely covered but crotch. If she leaned over even slightly it rode up enough to show off the pink jewel but plug she was wearing. 
Finally, she had a pair of extremely tall ballet boots that caused her to walk very slowly and precisely. You look great. Ethan smiled and Ruby beamed happily. Thank you, she said, doing her best to curtsy in her boots without falling over. Now, Jobs. Anna, from now on you're in charge of household management. Money, shopping, bills, all that sort of stuff. Vex, you're in charge of keeping us safe. I'm sure I'm going to upset a few people in future, and it's your job to make sure we're protected. Finally, Ruby, you're in charge of cleaning, keeping the house tidy and following any orders that Anna or Vex give you, unless they contradict my own or go against me in any way. You will all refer to me as Master, is that understood? He asked the group. Yes, Master. They all replied in unison. They sat down to eat dinner as Ruby served the food. Ethan smiled at the three women in front of him. This was a good start, but he wanted more. He knew Ruby had very attractive friends and there was also the woman who lived a couple of houses down. Not to mention the extremely rich couple that lived in the large mansion down the street. He was going to be busy. Chapter 10 Ethan smiled as he made his way down the street. Vex had taught him how to quickly bring someone under his control. All it required was a small exchange of a bodily fluid, either into them or him. Once that was done, reciting the spell would create a bond, allowing him to control someone, just as Vex had tried with him. He knocked on the door and waited. In his hands he had a cake on a plate. A plate with an extremely sharp point underneath that he had purposely created with a chisel and file. A woman answered the door and looked at him slightly perplexed. She was extremely attractive, although very petite. Ethan guessed she was five feet tall, with black hair and a thin, but toned frame. Her breasts barely made a bump in the sports bra she was wearing. Her stomach was flat, with the barest hints of her abs showing. The sweatpants she was wearing didn't show much of her lower half. Hi, you don't know me, but I live a couple of houses up from you and noticed you only moved in recently. I would have been here sooner, but I've been extremely busy. Anyway, my stepmother baked you a cake to welcome you to the neighborhood. Ethan said, giving her his most disarming smile. She looked at him hesitantly for a moment before smiling. That's so kind. Thank you. My name's Isabel, but most people call me Izzy, she replied as she went to take the plate. Ethan turned it slightly so the point he created would land straight on her hand. Age dash. Izzy yelped as the point had stabbed her hand, causing her to drop the plate, sending it to the ground where it smashed into pieces. Are you okay? Ethan asked. I'm so sorry. Something stabbed me and I just instinctively let go. Oh God, it's completely ruined. She replied sounding genuinely upset. You're bleeding. Ethan told her, pointing to her hand and doing his best to sound surprised. Izzy lifted her hand to see a small trail of blood running down her palm. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough. Let me see. She held out her hand for Ethan to look at. He pretended to study the small cut for a moment before declaring it wouldn't need stitches, but could use a bandage. Izzy said she had one inside and turned to get it, and Ethan lifted his finger to his mouth. He licked the small drop of blood from his finger, tasted the familiar metallic tang and began to recite the spell. Did you say something? Izzy asked, turning back to him just as he finished. You now serve me, you won't question why, you'll just be happy that you are my servant. You'll do anything I ask without question and you'll never do anything to betray me. You will call me master and following my commands makes you happy, do you understand? he asked. Yes, master, Izzy replied. Good, now go and bandage your hand then come back and clean up this mess, Ethan told her. She went to find a bandage and Ethan went into the kitchen that was just to his right. 
It was large and quite empty. There was a smoothie maker with some chopped fruit on a board next to it. He had a quick snoop around the kitchen when Izzy returned with a dustpan full of cake and broken plate. Good, now, why don't you strip for me? Izzy did as instructed and stripped off her clothes. She first removed the sports bra which revealed that she didn't really need it. She had large pink nipples on two small bumps on her chest. She continued with her sweatpants and panties, revealing toned legs and a pink pussy with a small patch of black hair above it. She turned on one foot, showing off her ass which was small, but firm and round. Do I please you? She asked. You do, Ethan replied, removing his own pants. Now bend over. Izzy leaned forward, grabbing the back of her shins, as Ethan moved behind her. He grabbed her slim waist and pushed his cock into her slit. It was tight, but she was already wet and he slid inside easily. He began to pound her hard, her whole body jerking as his hips impacted her ass. She moaned quietly, reached back to try and grab Ethan to keep herself upright. He grabbed her hips tighter, using his new strength to almost lift the small woman off the ground. She shuddered as she came, her body going limp as Ethan used her as a living fleshlight, holding her tightly as he thrust hard and fast. Izzy completely surrendered to the pounding, coming hard again as Ethan grunted. Having the petite woman completely at his mercy drove him wild and he soon groaned as he emptied his load inside her. She dropped her to the floor and she stumbled over to the counter, leaning against it as she tried to regain control of her legs. She looked at Ethan with a content smile. She had enjoyed that as much as he had, even if it had been brief. So tell me, do you own this house? Ethan asked. Yes, why? Do you have a mortgage? No, I paid for it fully when I bought it. What? How? You can't be more than twenty-two. I'm twenty-four actually, but I inherited my father's company. He passed away almost a year ago and my mother died when I was young, so the company passed to me. Company? What company? I own Black Gold Trading. Inventively named by my father, it deals with oil contracts. Ethan spent a little while asking a lot of questions which Izzy was happy to answer. He had gotten extremely lucky. It turned out Black Gold Trading was an extremely successful and profitable company and as owner, Izzy was extremely wealthy. She had left the day-to-day running of the business to people that knew it better than she did, but she still brought in a sizable income. Ethan had come here to test out his ability to control people, yet he had somehow stumbled on a solution to his money problem. After giving Izzy the usual orders of being his slave, not betraying him and everything else, he began quizzing her on her exact wealth and ability to take money from the company. It turned out, she was rich. Not just rich, but nine-figure bank account rich, not counting the decimal point. She was a multimillionaire, which made Ethan wonder why she had moved into such a small house on his street. Apparently she had wanted a quiet life. As soon as she had inherited the company, she had been hounded by men wanting her wealth and people wanting her business. So, as soon as she people in place to run things for her, she had left and gone into hiding somewhere quiet. Ethan chuckled to himself, not believing his recent luck. He told Izzy to get dressed and follow him back to his house. He had plans and he wanted to make them happen as soon as possible. It took less than a week before the paperwork was done. Ethan stepped out of the car and stretched as Anna, Ruby, Izzy and Vex climbed out of the car. He looked up at their new house. It was bigger than any other house he had seen and it was his. Well, technically it was Izzy's he had made her fill out the paperwork. It would look a bit suspicious if she suddenly spent millions of dollars buying a house for someone else. But she belonged to him, and therefore so did the house that he walked inside the main foyer and marveled at the large staircase. 
In total the room had 12 bedrooms, 15 bathrooms, 2 dining rooms, 4 living rooms, a swimming pool and various other closets, supply cupboards and utility rooms. It was a mansion. This place is amazing. Anna whispered in wonder as she brought her luggage inside. Ruby trailed behind carrying most of Ethan's things. It's certainly impressive, Ethan replied. And it's all yours, master. Izzy smiled. I know. Now I have some new rules. Izzy, you'll be in charge of maintaining this place, cleaning, repairs, bills and general upkeep. You'll take care of all of it. Ruby, you'll continue to be the maid and do as Izzy instructs to maintain the house. Yes, master, Ruby replied. Since Ethan had taken complete control of her, she had been the perfect slave. Never complaining and always happy to follow any orders she was given. It was a nice change compared to the old Ruby. They toured the house and Ethan assigned each of them their own bedroom. Ruby changed into her maid's uniform and began cleaning. The house hadn't had anyone living in it for months and despite the best efforts of the realtor, there was a thin layer of dust on most things which had been made worse by the movers bringing in all the new furniture they had bought. Ethan laid down on his bed. It was huge. Custom made it could comfortably sleep five people next to one another with space in between, and yet it still barely took up any space in his giant master bedroom. There was a knock at the door. He called for them to enter and Vex stepped inside. We need to talk. If I'm in charge of security, I'm going to need staff to guard this place. Now I can easily hire a few people, but I think it would be better if they were directly under your control. She told him. I agree. Not to mention then we won't have to worry about what they see happening inside the house. Ethan replied. Exactly, now I could just hire some normal security. Have them take a blood test under the guise of drug test and then give it to you if you want. That's clever. I'm impressed you're so up to date despite being stuck inside a book for hundreds of years. How do you even know what a drug test is? I was stuck in a library for a few decades. I had enough power to peruse some of the books in there, as well as what I learned from people visiting. Makes sense. Well, if you think that's the best option, we should do that. Well, there is one other option. Vex offered. Go on, demons. They're much stronger than humans. Already all know about magic and can use magic to protect this place. Vex explained. But how would we get them under my control? I highly doubt demons will submit blood willingly knowing what it could be used for. You're right. But that's not a problem if you give me some of your magic. Some of my magic? How? It's easy, don't worry. Demons do it all the time, it's how we share power. The ruling demons often stayed in power by demanding taxes from their followers. In this case, taxes was a portion of the power they had collected, keeping the ruling demons strong while weakening their subjects. So I'd get weaker? Temporarily, yes. But since you have a human soul, you'd recharge by yourself. So why do you need my power? Because it'll be much easier for me to subdue a few demons if I'm supercharged by your magic. All right, I suppose. It's not like you can betray me, so how do we do this? I'm a demon of lust, how do you think you'd give me your power? Vex smiled, walking towards him as her clothes vanished. Ethan smiled and lay back as she climbed onto the bed and straddled his waist. He put his hands behind his head and relaxed as she reached down and undid his pants, sliding them off and freeing his cock. Vex stroked his cock gently slowly working her hand up and down his solid flesh, teasing the tip with her fingertips and making him groan. She shuffled back, kneeling between his legs as she leaned forward and took the tip into her mouth. It was hot and wet, the inside designed to create as much pleasure as possible, her tongue feeling like silk as it slid in circles around the head of his cock. 
She continued to massage the base with her hand while bobbing her head up and down. So far everything sexual Ethan had experienced with Vex had been quick and primal, but now she was showing just how much pleasure she could create as she teased, licked, and kissed every inch of his cock. Ethan had his eyes closed, enjoying the sensations and only opening them when he felt Vex move. He watched as she kissed up his body, along his stomach and chest before finding his mouth. Their lips pressed against each other as their tongues wrestled. Ethan could feel Vex's erect cock pressing against his own, something that months ago would have disgusted him, the idea of being near someone else's cock. Now, though, it excited him. He wondered if it was spending so much time around Vex that was opening his mind to new ideas of pleasure, or whether it was now he had experienced it once, he knew how good it could feel. Either way, he didn't care and the thought was quickly pushed from his mind as Vex reached down and grabbed his cock. She guided it to her wet slit, rolling her hips as she coated it in her wetness before sliding it inside her. She moaned into Ethan's ear as she impaled herself on his cock. She gently kissed and bit his neck and earlobe as she began to grind her hips up and down. Ethan groaned, the pleasure was unlike anything he felt before. Vex wasn't just fucking him, she was doing everything she knew how to make him feel good. Now, put your hand here, Vex said, pulling her hand to her chest and pressing it between her breasts. Now what? Ethan asked. Try to focus on pushing magic out of your hand and into me, Vex instructed. Ethan focused as Vex picked up her speed, bouncing up and down his cock in long fast motions, massaging every inch of his hard member. He felt his magic begin to move to his hand, flowing through his body and into Vex. She moaned loudly as the magic began to fill her. Ethan suddenly felt his orgasm approaching. It came on quickly and within moments he groaned in pleasure as he emptied his load inside the demon. Vex shuddered as she reached her own orgasm, the feeling of his load inside her as well as his magic filling her body pushing her over the edge. She groaned and gripped his hand tightly, pushing it against her body and taking all the magic he had to offer. Ethan felt his body grow heavy and tired as the magic left him, his orgasm continuing as Vex kept bouncing. It was too much and his eyes grew heavy as he blacked out. He woke up a few minutes later to find Vex standing by his bed. She was smiling down at him and fluffing his pillows. He blinked, bleary-eyed and still extremely tired. You're going to feel quite tired for a while, Vex explained. Why? Ethan croaked. You gave me a little more than I had thought you would. In fact, you basically drained all your magical reserves into me. I'm honestly surprised I survived. I've never had this much power in my life. Well, make sure to use it well. Ethan ordered before falling back to sleep. He woke up the next day around lunchtime after sleeping for almost twenty hours. He stretched and felt much better, and also realized he really needed to pee. He got out of bed and walked over to his end suite bathroom. After relieving himself, he made his way downstairs. In his sleepy state, he was almost halfway down the stairs before he realized there were at least twenty demons stood in the foyer. Vex was stood on the bottom step. She turned and looked up at Ethan with a grin. She looked like hell. Parts of her skin were black and charred. Large cuts covered her body and a particularly nasty-looking cut stretched across her face from the base of her right eye, over her mouth down to her chin. What the hell happened to do? Ethan asked. Some of them didn't want to come willingly, so I had to persuade them. Don't worry, they now all belong to you. To me? I order you to tell me the truth. Ethan commanded. He knew Vex couldn't betray him, but he wanted to make sure. The last thing he wanted was her having control of an army of demons right inside his own house. I bound them, just like you did with me and the others. Then I transferred their ownership to you while you slept, 
Vex explained casually. You can do that? How did you even enslave so many? Yep, I'll teach you if you want, not that you're likely to ever want to give ownership away. As for how, that's thanks to your magic. Normally it'd be nearly impossible to subdue so many, let alone take control of them, but your power was strong enough. Well, well done, I'm impressed. Thanks. I'll admit, I wasn't particularly pleased about being enslaved at first, but after what I've seen, I think serving you is exactly where I want to be. Vex smiled. Ethan looked over at the demons, there is an array of all kinds. Some were big and muscular, while others were small and scrawny. Their skin ranged from almost human to deep reds and purples and every one of them was naked. Demons can change their form to anything, right? Yes, well within reason. Why? I'm just thinking, I'd rather have an army of attractive women protecting me. If that's your wish, then they will obey. Although some may want to keep their cocks, they can be quite fond of them, like myself. Vex replied, grasping her cock and hefting it for emphasis. Then again, you could just command them to not care, that'd work. Ethan thought for a moment before deciding to let them choose for themselves. He stood on the stairs and addressed the army of demons. Who do you serve? He asked them. You. They all replied in unison. Ethan smiled. He gave them all the same orders he gave the others before commanding them all to take a more feminine form. He watched as they all changed. The few female demons just stood around as the males all changed around them. Ethan felt himself growing hard as he surveyed the crowd of now very sexy demons below him. Many kept some of their traits from before, staying small or muscular and a handful chose to keep their cocks, yet they all looked decidedly female. Ethan spotted one tall, muscular demon standing ahead above the rest of the crowd. You come here, he ordered pointing at her. She moved through the crowd and ascended the stairs, standing three steps below Ethan yet still being face to face with him. He looked at her body. It was slim and yet solid with muscle, although she still had large breasts and a round ass with long legs. If she wore clothes, most people would think she was slim and sexy. Yet without clothes, she looked as if she could tear a door off its hinges with her bare hands. What's your name? Ethan asked. Avolius. She replied. She had been male at least judging from the large cock hanging between her legs, when Vex had enslaved her and Ethan decided that name didn't fit her new form. From now on you are Ava. Follow me. Ethan replied. Vex, you give the rest their new roles. He called over his shoulder. As he left out he made his way to his bedroom with Ava following behind. He sat on the bed and faced Ava, telling her to stand in front of him as he looked her over. So, what kind of demon are you? He asked. A warrior demon. Ava replied. And what is that? A warrior demon is one that thrives on combat. We get our power from conflict. Ava replied in a clipped, almost military-sounding tone. Okay, good. So you are good at fighting then, yes? Yes, I have fought many battles and rarely lost. I was undefeated in hand-to-hand combat for over a century until today. Vex kicked your ass, did she? She did. I do not know what power you possess, but if she had your strength— You must be incredibly powerful for her to have defeated me so easily. Vex replied, a slight annoyance in her voice. Good, then in that case you will be my personal bodyguard. You will stay out of the way, but close by and defend me with your life if you have to, is that understood? Yes, sir, I would be honored to have such a position. Ava replied curtly. Ethan grimaced at how clipped and frank Ava sounded. When talking with me, be a little more feminine and sexy. He told her. Yes, master. Ava purred in a sensual tone, a complete turnaround from her demeanor a moment ago. 
Much better now dance for me, as sexy as you can, Ethan commanded. He was having fun controlling such a powerful-looking demon. Ava began to dance, swaying her hips from side to side to unheard music. She twirled and stretched, showing off her long legs and toned ass. Ethan watched for a while, enjoying the sight before he couldn't wait any longer. Lean over the bed, he commanded. Ava moved and bent over the bed, presenting her tight ass for Ethan. He stripped his pants and released his hard cock, stoking himself, as he decided which hole to fuck. He settled on her pussy, which was tucked neatly behind her hefty balls. He speared inside her as she growled at the sudden intrusion. Ava felt good, not as good as Vex, but she was a lust demon. Not many things would compare to her, but Ava was still enjoyable. Ethan ran his hands over her ass as he pounded into her, feeling the solid muscle underneath. Pressing his fingers into the red flesh, it barely moved. He slapped her ass hard, which he thought probably hurt his hand more than it hurt her. He had an idea and focused on changing his hand, turning the skin into a hard, leathery texture. He smiled and smacked her ass again, much harder this time making her yelp in surprise. He barely felt a thing, but noticed a large handprint appear on Ava's ass. Reaching forward, he grabbed her arms and pulled them back, holding her wrists tightly behind her as he fucked her hard. Her breasts swung heavily underneath her as Ethan ravaged her, thoroughly enjoying being in complete control of the muscular creature. Having fun? Vex asked from the doorway. Ethan turned his head to look at her without slowing down his thrusts. I am care to join us? He asked. Vex grinned and skipped giddily towards him. She hopped onto the bed and knelt in front of Ava. She grabbed Ava's horns and guided her mouth towards her already erect cock. Ava didn't resist as Vex pushed her cock into her mouth and straight down Ava's throat. The pair spit roast the demon until Ethan felt his orgasm approaching. Vex seemed to sense it, whether it was just obvious or part of her ability, as a lust demon Ethan didn't know, but she looked at him pleadingly. Since you did so well, he panted, you can come. Vex squealed in delight and began to thrust hard into Ava's throat, pumping her cock with desperate need. The sight was enough to push Ethan the brink, and he came hard inside the muscular demon's cunt. Ava was moaning herself and as Ethan came, he felt her tunnel clamp down on his cock, milking more of his load inside him as Ava shuddered from her own orgasm. Ethan sighed in satisfaction and pulled out of Ava. As soon as his cock was free, Vex grabbed Ava and in a flurry of motion, pulled her onto the bed and flipped her over so she was now underneath Vex. Vex straddled Ava's face, holding her weight on her hands as she began to thrust into her mouth, forcing Ava's head into the mattress with each stroke. Ava simply lay there, allowing Vex to fuck her face and throat until Vex groaned loudly, burying herself to the hilt, and emptied her load directly into the other demon's stomach. Ethan looked shocked he had seen rough sex before, but that had looked brutal. He wondered if Ava was okay, but his worry soon melted away as Vex rolled away from her and Ava sat up and climbed off the bed. Do you need anything else from me, master? She asked in her sultry voice. Not right now, Ethan replied. Then I shall be right outside, Ava said, bowing slightly before departing from the room. That was amazing. Vex smiled from the bed. I thought you were going to choke her to death. Ethan chuckled. Don't worry, demons don't actually need to breath. That'll be good to keep in mind. Now, the other demons are guarding the house. We didn't need all of them. I might have been a little overzealous with capturing them, so I sent a handful to Izzy to help with household tasks. Vex informed him. Good. Well, now we've got the house, the staff, and the guards. All I need now is more influence. Ethan replied.
Chapter 11 Ethan gazed out over the swimming pool in the garden of his new mansion. Izzy, Vex, and Anna were currently bouncing a beach ball between them. They were naked, as per Ethan's new rules of the pool, and he watched as leaped about hitting the ball to one another. Anna seemed to be the weak link of the three, missing the ball the most. Vex was a demon and had a natural athletic advantage, while Izzy was obviously very sporty, but they were all having fun. He looked further back, over the large stretch of grass to the walls at the back. They were tall, designed to keep the garden private. The house sat on the top of a hill, with the next house a couple of hundred meters down the slope, meaning there was no chance of anyone peeking in. Despite that, Vex had taught Ethan how to make a glamour focus, similar to the spell he had used to keep Anna and Ruby horny in their old house that its purpose was to hide what was going on inside. Just as a demon could use a glamour spell on themselves to make them appear human, this would make anything magical within the house appear normal. So to anyone without magic, the demons in the house would look human. The focus was human magic, but had the bonus of not requiring Ethan to keep it running. Once it was going, he could leave it and more importantly, leave the premises and the spell would stay active. They had been in the mansion for almost two weeks and Ethan had been scheming on what he wanted to achieve next. He had money, he had power, he had beautiful women at his disposal, yet he wanted more. Why do you look so serious? Vex asked, breaking Ethan out of his daydreaming. Just thinking, he replied. You've been thinking for two weeks, why not take some time to enjoy what you've achieved? There's always more to do. God, you sound like my father, Vex complained. Your father? You've never mentioned family before. I wasn't even sure you had one. I did, well I do. Demons don't tend to stay near family once they leave home. Not a surprise, especially a demon of lust, that could get awkward. Not really, demons don't have the same hang-ups about sex with family as you humans do. Hell, humans didn't used to care until they realized inbreeding fucked up DNA and since demons don't have DNA, we don't have that problem. Interesting. Now my mother, she knew her way around a cock, let me tell you. Vex grinned. Well, good to know it runs in your family, I suppose. But anyway, back to my original point. Stop thinking for once and just enjoy. You might be the most powerful being I've ever met, but it doesn't mean you have to always be so serious and in control. Have fun, enjoy life. I suppose you're right. Ethan stood up from the sun lounger he had been laying on for the past hour and stretched. He was rather hot laying in the sun so long, and the pool did look inviting. Cannonball! He yelled as he leaped into the pool, crashing into the water and sending a large wave over the three women. He spent a little while playing with the beach ball and chasing the others round the pool before Ruby came outside. She began cleaning around the seating area while ignoring the goings-on in the pool. Ruby, you should join us, Ethan told her. Are you sure, master? I have a lot to do inside the house, Ruby replied. Yes, take the day off and come join us, Ethan told her in a more commanding tone. Ruby smiled and stripped off her maid uniform before jumping into the pool with a splash. Ethan watched as she came up her red hair wet and sticking to her face. She was smiling, not just smiling like she did when he praised her or she finished following a command, but one of having fun. He felt bad for a moment, maybe he should give her more time off. Or he could just command her to enjoy her job more. He put that thought out of his head, Vex was right, he needed to think less and have fun more. Ethan dived below the water and swam down behind Ruby, noticing she was still wearing her butt plug. He swam between her legs before pushing upwards, lifting her on her shoulders out of the water. She screamed in surprise and then screamed even louder as Ethan pushed off the bottom, 
launching them both into the air before dumping Ruby off his shoulders. She fell into the water scrambling for the surface and gasping for air. That was mean! She whined. Ethan chuckled at her. On your day off, talk to me how you would have used to, not like I'm your master, Ethan told her. Despite enjoying Ruby being his servant, he did kind of miss the banter. Oh, well in that case you're a complete ass. Ruby spat at him, although it didn't have the venom of hatred it used to have. Plus she was grinning as she said it. Better, Ethan commented. Tell you what we should do, have a barbecue, Vex suggested. That's a great idea, we've got that fancy grill to use. Anna joined in. All right, I'm getting hungry, I'll go get one of the cooks to start it up, Ethan replied. He climbed out of the pool, grabbing a towel off the sun lounger and quickly drying himself off. He walked inside with it around his shoulders and made his way to the kitchen. Vex had given some of the demons to Izzy, who had put four of them to work in the kitchen. With the twenty demons Vex had enslaved, Vex herself, Izzy, Anna, Ruby and Ethan, the kitchens were constantly busy. While the demons didn't really need to eat, they all enjoyed it, and Ethan felt it was only fair to give them something to enjoy. He also gave them free use of the pool, garden, games room and two of the four living rooms to enjoy use during their downtime. A couple had actually questioned whether he was joking when he had told them. Apparently the ones that had been enslaved before had never experienced their master giving them luxuries to enjoy. I need one of you, Ethan announced to the cooks. Right away, master, one replied. It was the first time Ethan had seen her. She's slightly shorter than Ethan, but not by much and had a slim figure with large breasts that threatened to break free of the apron she was wearing. Ethan told her he wanted a barbecue and she set to collecting food and promising to be right out. Ethan returned to the pool to find the others had all got out and were sunbathing. He looked across them, enjoying the sight of their naked bodies. He lay down on his own sun lounger and relaxed. Despite seeing more naked bodies than he could count in recent times, he still found being surrounded by these four beautiful women completely naked in a rousing situation. Ruby, come suck my dick, he commanded. She eagerly hopped up from her sun lounger and almost tripped over Vex as she hurried to get to him. Dropping to her knees, she took his semi-erect cock in her hand and stroked it to hardness before taking it into her mouth. Ethan closed his eyes and basked in the sun, enjoying the warmth of it and the sensation of Ruby's mouth on his cock. He heard a moan from his left and opened his eyes to find Izzy with her head between Anna's legs. Looking to his right, he saw Vex watching the two pairs while stroking her cock. She gestured towards Ruby and Ethan nodded his head. He watched as Vex stood and approached Ruby who was obediently sucking Ethan's cock and oblivious to the demon coming up behind her. Ethan noticed the cook come outside and start the barbecue. She was trying not to look at what was happening and focus on her task, but kept stealing glances out of the corner of her eye. Ethan looked back at Ruby who suddenly yelped around his cock as Vex shoved two fingers into Ruby's wet slit. She paused momentarily before continuing to bob her head up and down on Ethan's member. Satisfied Ruby was wet enough, Vex grabbed the girl's hips and lined her cock up with her entrance. With a single thrust, she impaled her entire length into the smaller woman who moaned, sending pleasurable vibrations down Ethan's shaft. Anna's moans rose in pitch, and Ethan looked over just in time to see her lock her legs around Izzy's head as her body shook in orgasm. Izzy grabbed Anna's hips and held her in place as she continued to lick at her cunt, pushing her orgasm straight into a second. The cook was openly staring now. A large tent had formed in the front of her apron. Ethan grinned at her before looking down, distracted by the feeling of Ruby taking his entire length into her mouth and throat. Vex had pushed her head down, pinning it there as she fucked the redhead brutally. 
Ethan watched as Ruby's eyes watered and she tried not to choke on his cock, but did nothing to resist Vex's forceful grip. Ruby was saved as another demon appeared by the pool. They surveyed the scene with a disinterested look and walked up to Vex. Ma'am, there is a delivery here for you of multiple large boxes, the demon said. Oh, the uniforms. Vex smiled, quickly pulling out of Ruby and letting go of her head. Ruby pulled her mouth off Ethan's cock and inhaled deeply. Vex walked off, her erect cock swinging in front of her. He was curious about the uniforms, but soon forgot about it as Ruby mounted him. Well, if she's not going to make me finish, you can. She grinned as she impaled herself on Ethan's cock. She wasted no time in riding him hard and fast. Ethan groaned as she rode the entire length of her cock, skillfully reaching the very tip without it falling out of her before slamming back down to the base. He heard Izzy moaning loudly and looked over to see Anna had swapped positions and now had the young woman laid on the ground as Anna licked her clit and fingered her pussy. Ruby began to moan loudly, her movements become more frantic as she got close to orgasm. She looked down at Ethan pleadingly, still needing his permission to come. He decided to wait and see how long she would last before she begged him for release. She gripped his shoulders, digging her nails into his skin as the pleasure built, but never peeked. She locked eyes with him as she rode him hard, determined that if she couldn't come, she could at least make him come. Ethan felt his own orgasm approaching as Ruby was struggling to maintain her composure. He could see her muscles tensing, desperate for the release of pleasure that was being denied. He grabbed Ruby and with a display of strength, stood up from the lounger, hauling her weight with him as he kept his cock inside her. Now standing, he used his arms to hold her steady as he began to thrust into her hard and fast. She moaned into his ear, stuttering slightly each time his hips impacted her own. You can come, he whispered in her ear. He had to grip her tightly as her legs locked and trembled around him. Her whole body shook and she screamed, almost bursting his eardrum as all the pleasure that had built up inside her crashed over her entire body. Her tunnel tightened around his cock. Ethan was surprised by the force it applied to his member. He didn't slow down his thrust though the extra tightness bringing more pleasure and pushing him to his own orgasm. He grunted as he came inside her, filling her with load after load of his cum and Ruby groaned at the sensation. It took almost a minute before he felt her muscles finally relax and she melted into his arms. Slowly and carefully, he set Ruby down on the sun lounger and she giggled with a drunk look on her face before closing her eyes to nap. Izzy and Anna also seemed to be done with their fun as they lay on the floor, cuddling up in a tangle of limbs. Ethan sighed and made his way over to the, the barbecue. The demon cook looked panicked as he made his way over. I'm sorry, she said instantly looking down at the ground. Ethan looked at the food on the barbecue and saw it had all burned. The demon had obviously been too distracted by the view to pay attention to the food. Don't worry about it, just throw that stuff away and cook some more. He smiled. You're not mad? The demon asked quietly. No, it's only a bit of burnt food, don't worry about it. Oh, well, thank you. I'll get some fresh stuff cooking straight away. The demon replied, scurrying off to find new supplies. She rushed past Vex who was coming back outside. Where did you go? I didn't expect you'd run off in the middle of having sex. That must have been an important delivery. Something about uniforms? Ethan asked. Yes, for the guards. I figured since you put me in charge of security, and there's so many demons running around here now having some uniforms to distinguish which ones are doing what would be useful. The kitchen staff have their aprons, and now the guards have their uniforms. But what were the uniforms? Ethan asked. Come see. Vex smiled leading him back inside. 
he followed her through to where some of the guards had just got changed before starting their shift. Four were stood in a line, each wearing various different latex outfits that clung to their skin and showed off every curve. They all wore knee-high latex ballet boots, which Ethan pulled a face at. Not complaining about the latex, it looks good, but aren't those boots going to make it a bit difficult if they have to move quickly? He asked. They're demons, what do you think? I'm guessing no. See for yourself. You come outside with us, the rest of you start your shift. Vex ordered. Three of the demons left while one followed Ethan and Vex outside. She looked similar to Vex in height and body shape, but she wasn't as beautiful and didn't have a cock. One of the few demons in Ethan's employ that was actually completely female. Run to the end of the drive, swap shifts with the guard there. Vex ordered. Ethan watched as the demon guard sprinted down the drive, far faster than any human could manage and completely undeterred by the boots she was wearing. Okay, point made. Ethan replied. I know what I'm doing you know, you should trust me more. Vex told him. I would, except for the fact you tried to enslave me the second you got free from the book. Ethan countered. True, but can you blame me? I spent centuries in there. I wanted to have some fun. Besides, it worked out for you as you enslaved me instead. Which frankly is more reason you should trust me as I can't actually betray you. Vex reminded him. True. Well I'm starving, want to go grab some food? Ethan asked. They returned to the pool area to find Izzy, Ruby and Anna all eating burgers and hot dogs. Ethan and Vex both got some food and sat down with them. Would anyone like any drinks? I make great cocktails. The demon cook announced. That sounds great, I'd love something with pineapple. Ethan replied. Anna almost choked to death on her burger as she suddenly came hard. She dropped her food and gripped the sides of her chair as her legs twitched and she moaned loudly. The others all laughed, except Izzy who was extremely confused and unaware of that particular command Anna had. What just happened? Izzy asked. Any. Any time he says that word. I come. Anna panted. What word? Izzy asked. Pineapple. Ethan replied before Anna could speak. Anna instantly tensed and moaned loudly, her body shaking as pleasure overran her. This time Izzy giggled as she watched the other woman come from just hearing a word. That's amazing. Izzy giggled. I want one. You want what? Ethan asked. A word that'll make me come. Having an orgasm on command. Sounds great. Izzy replied excitedly. Seriously? Yep. All right, let me think. How about... I order you to come any time you say the word dollar or dollars. Ethan ordered her with a grin. Izzy's eyes went wide. But I do your finances. How am I meant to do that without saying dollar dash? Izzy began. As soon as the word left her mouth, she scrunched her eyes tight and moaned loudly, her legs slamming together as her hands balled into fists. Her body gave a small shudder as the pleasure faded away. You'll just have to word around it, or have a really fun time working. Ethan replied with a grin. That's not. Fine, I guess. Let me try it one more time. Dollars. Izzy replied, her eyes scrunching shut as she mewled and slammed her legs together. Her body vibrated as pleasure washed over her and a wide grin spread across her face. They spent the rest of the day laying around by the pool, enjoying the warm weather and their collective day off. Eventually it was time for bed. As Ethan was getting ready to sleep, he heard a knock at the door. He opened it to find Vex and Ruby standing there. What's up? He asked. She has a request. Vex replied, nudging Ruby who looked very shy. Ethan waited for a moment, but she didn't speak.
What is it? He urged. It's just. I've seen all the demons around the house, as well as Vex. And I've seen how much fun you've had with yours and since it's still my day off. I was wondering. And it's fine if you say no. Ruby rambled. Ethan sighed and waited for her to get to her point, but she kept circling. She wants a dick. Vex finally finished for her. What? Ethan asked, unsure he heard right. Not permanently. Ruby suddenly cut in. Just to try and see what it's like, couldn't you have done that for her? You have enough power to change someone else's body. Ethan asked Vex. Yes, but I thought since she's your servant, you should decide whether she is allowed one or not. Vex replied. Ethan paused for a moment before shrugging his shoulders. Sure, why not? Come in, he said, stepping to one side and allowing the two to enter. Chapter 12 Ruby and Vex entered Ethan's room. Vex looked amused, while Ruby looked both nervous and excited. So why do you want a dick anyway? Ethan asked. Ruby's cheeks blushed. I don't know, it just seems like you all enjoy having one so much, I just wanted to try it. Ruby replied. They are amazingly fun. Vex grinned, grabbing her own cock and shaking it enthusiastically. Is that really necessary? Ethan asked her. Yes, other than aiming where to pee, helicoptering is about the only fun thing a flaxed cock is good for. Vex countered. Ethan just shook his head and ignored her. You know I've never modified anyone's body with this kind of magic before, right? Ethan warned. I trust you, Ruby replied. He gestured for her to sit on the bed and she did, keeping her head cast down and refusing to meet his eye. He spread her legs and placed his hand over her clit, pressing his palm gently against it. He focused, feeling the magic flow through him, towards his hand and into Ruby. She let out a low groan as her clit began to expand. Quickly it grew, forming into a large, erect cock. Two balls formed at its base and grew to match the new member's size. Ethan removed his hand and Ruby stared down at her new cock. It's huge, she cried out. Ethan looked. He maybe had gone a little overboard as a large foot-long cock protruded from between Ruby's legs. It's nice. Maybe we should have some fun with it. Vex purred. Ethan was about to reply when he felt himself flush with arousal. He looked at Vex, knowing she was using her powers. He debated resisting, knowing he was easily strong enough to, but decided against it as he felt his own cock swelling to hardness. You know, I've got an idea. Vex purred, moving up to Ethan. She leaned in, whispering in his ear. If she's finding out what it feels like to have a cock, why don't you find out what it's like being a woman, I? Ethan began to reply as he felt another surge of arousal melting his brain. You've seen how much others enjoy it, how much pleasure they get, I'm sure you'd love it too. Vex continued. Slowly Ethan nodded as her words flowed into his mind. The thought of so much pleasure... He couldn't resist it in his current state. He closed his eyes, focusing on his body as he felt it begin to change. His body shifted into a more feminine shape, guided by his subconscious. His hips widened while his waist grew thinner. His arms and legs became more slender, while still maintaining some of his toned muscle. His stomach flattened as his ass rounded out. His chest swelled, filling out to large breasts and the hair on his head grew longer as the hair on the rest of his body fizzled out of existence that he felt his face changing, but was distracted by his insides rearranging as a slit appeared between his legs. It grew, the edges forming into labia as a tunnel made its way up inside him. He groaned as the changes settled and opened his eyes. 
The one change he had been completely unaware of was the fact his skin was now a deep purple, the same as Vex. Well hello gorgeous. Vex grinned at Ethan. She had a particularly smug grin on her face, and Ethan quickly turned to look in the mirror. Staring back at him was a direct copy of Vex, only minus the horns on her head. What the? Ethan asked, his voice matching Vex. Your spell is guided by your subconscious. Without practice, it dictates how you will look. So I guess you were subconsciously thinking about me while you changed yourself. Vex grinned. But dash. Ethan began, but was cut off as another wave of arousal hit him. Don't worry about it, just enjoy it. Vex purred, moving up behind Ethan. She cuddled up to him, her cock pressing into his ass as she reached round his body. With one hand she grabbed and stroked his cock, while with her other she squeezed his breast. Ethan moaned at the sensation. His nipples had never been sensitive before, but now the feeling of her palm brushing over them sent small waves of pleasure through his body. Ethan melted into Vex's hands as she stroked him. She looked over to see Ruby staring at them wide-eyed while stroking her own new cock. Vex smiled and guided Ethan over to the bed. Her lust-inducing powers and expert hands kept him pliant to anything she wanted. As long as it brought him more pleasure he was putty in her hands. Well, you two might as well experience new things together. Vex smiled as she pushed Ruby backwards. The red-headed girl lay back as Vex easily lifted Ethan and placed him straddling his stepsister who was still stroking her cock. Vex reached down, moving Ethan's balls out of the way and slid a finger into his slit. He moaned at the intrusion, but Vex was happy he was wet enough. Are you ready? She whispered in his ear. He nodded, not knowing what he was agreeing to as his head swam with lust. Ruby was more aware of what was happening and her cock was rock hard with anticipation at what was about to happen. She aimed her tip at Ethan's slit and Vex guided his hips into position. Slowly, she lowered Ethan onto Ruby's cock. Ruby groaned and Ethan gasped as the head stretched him open. Something inside him begged for more and without Vex's guidance, he lowered himself onto Ruby's cock. He moaned as he felt the large member invading his insides. Ruby grunted as Ethan slid halfway down her shaft. The feeling was heavenly. She now understood why guys always wanted sex. Having a cock felt amazing and being inside someone's wet, warm tunnel was just incredible. Ethan's mind began to clear as Vex lowered her influence. She had achieved her goal and opened up Ethan's mind to new pleasures. Ethan became very aware of the cock buried inside his cunt. Vex watched to see how he would react and grinned as he began to buck his hips. Fuck, your cock feels so good. He growled as he began to grind on Ruby's shaft. I never thought I'd get to feel this. Ruby replied. I bet you never though you'd be fucking your stepbrother's pussy either. Vex teased. Ruby blushed as she realized that was exactly what she was doing. Ignore her. Ethan replied as he began to take more and more of her cock on each thrust. It didn't take long before his hips met hers and her entire length was inside him. He moaned a very feminine moan as her monster cock pleasured the depths of his insides. Fuck, I think I'm going to come. Ruby groaned as her cock began to twitch. Do it, Ethan panted. It only took Ethan sliding up her shaft and slamming back down to push her over the edge. She groaned and her cock swelled as it began to empty its load inside Ethan's tight tunnel. Ethan groaned in arousal as he felt her hot fluid filling his insides. Well, that didn't take long. Can't have you going soft already, though. Vex said, moving over to Ruby. She placed her hand on the redhead's stomach and magic flowed through her. Ruby yelped at the sensation as her cock grew rock hard once again. That should keep you going for an hour or two. Ethan began to ride her again, 
pumped his legs as he rode as much of her length with each thrust as he could. He was enjoying the sensations of being a woman so far, but he wanted to feel all of it. He wanted to know how it felt to have a female orgasm. What he wasn't expecting was to feel Vex moving up behind him. She grabbed Ethan's breasts and massaged them roughly as she kissed his neck. He felt her cock pressing against his back as she knelt behind him, straddling Ruby's legs. Suddenly she pressed a hand against Ethan's back, pushing him forward. He collapsed forward and realized what Vex was planning. He was about to complain, when he felt a huge surge of arousal wash over him at the idea of her cock filling his ass. He leaned forward compliantly, suddenly desperate to feel both of his holes filled. He didn't have to wait long as Vex pressed her cock against his tight asshole and slowly pushed forward. He groaned as the head stretched him open before slipping inside. He expected more resistance, but it slipped in smoothly, as if his ass was designed for this. Vex wasted no time in burying herself to the hilt inside him. Ethan groaned, his ass and brand new pussy filled with two large cocks. He couldn't help but moan in pleasure, it felt amazing. His moans quickly turned to squeals as the two women began thrusting in unison, pumping their cocks deep into him. He buried his face into Ruby's neck and surrendered to the pounding and pleasure he was receiving. It didn't take long before he felt his orgasm approaching. It was similar to when he was a guy, but less concentrated. Instead the pleasure washed over every nerve in his body, spreading out from his two abused holes, up through his core and throughout his body. He gripped the bedsheets and squealed as his body tensed. He had never felt anything like this. His body shuddered uncontrollably as pleasure overwhelmed him. His legs began to spasm, but Vex tightly held him in place as the two women continued to fuck him. His cock swelled and emptied its load all over Ruby, rope after rope of thick seed covering her breasts and stomach. Ethan wasn't sure how much he could take. The pleasure never slowed as one orgasm rolled into another and then another. Both Ruby and Vex began grunting as they approached their own orgasms. Ethan's mind was almost gone, washed away by a tidal wave of pleasure. He barely heard Vex speaking over the sounds of his own moans, and it took a lot of effort to concentrate on what she was saying. Can we come? She was asking. Yes, please, I need to come. Ruby panted underneath him. Do it, fill me. Ethan whined, barely able to speak. The two women picked up their pace, Ruby's thrusts becoming inconsistent and sporadic. She hadn't practiced enough to keep up the pace she was using. Vex, on the other hand, pounded Ethan's ass with unbelievable speed. If he had been a normal human, he may not have been able to handle it. Ruby came first, yelping and then groaning as the pleasure burst along her cock and she emptied her load for inside Ethan for the second time. Vex let out a deep groan as her cock began to pump its load into Ethan's backside. Ethan simply flopped forward, unable to handle the sensation of having his insides filled so completely. He didn't even notice as his stomach began to swell from the volume Vex was emptying inside him. He woke up a little while later looking around groggily at first, unsure what was happening. His body was sore and sticky. The bed was shaking and he looked over to see Vex on all fours, her face buried into the bed as Ruby pounded her ass. Ethan rolled over and felt his stomach pulling him over. He looked down to see he looked semi-pregnant, his stomach slightly swollen from the large quantity of fluids the two women had filled him with. Sorry about that. Vex grinned, looking over her shoulder at him, but not missing a beat in her thrusts. It'll go down eventually. Ethan looked down and focused. He watched as his magic transformed his body and removed the buildup inside him until his stomach was flat and toned again. He felt refreshed, although having a female body still felt slightly alien to him. Do you always come that much? Ethan asked. 
No, that would be too much of a mess. I only do it when I want to. I might have tweaked Ruby a little too, though. Vex replied. G-F-F-H-M-M-M-M-M. Ruby groaned into the pillow, slapping at the bed with her hand. Oh, she might want to come. She's been groaning like that for about twenty minutes now. I was out twenty minutes. Ethan asked. Give or take. I guess you weren't quite ready for the overload of pleasure you received. Vex answered. M-M-M-M-M-M-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-M-M-M-M. Ruby complained. You can come, both of you. Ethan told them. Instantly Ruby groaned loudly, her hands gripping at the bedsheets as her legs kicked and her hips bucked. Her cock emptied its load onto the bed beneath her. A stream of white cum flew from her cock, far more than any normal human could produce. Bex seemed much more controlled, simply thrusting hard and slow as her cock emptied ropes of cum inside the girl's ass. Watch this. Bex smirked, running her hand over Ruby's back. Ethan didn't see any magic, but he sensed it, flowing from Vex into Ruby. He wondered what she was doing. From this angle all he could see was Ruby's upper body. After nearly two minutes of constant moaning from Ruby, Vex finally pulled out, letting go of Ruby's hips. She had obviously been holding her up, as Ruby collapsed face first into the bed as soon as the demon released her. Ethan's eyes went wide as he saw Ruby fall, but seemed to hover in the air. That's when he realized she was resting on her now incredibly swollen stomach. It looked like she was laying on a beach ball, except it was inside her, stretching her stomach. Her cock hung between her legs and despite its size, still didn't reach far enough to touch the mattress. Holy shit! Ethan muttered. He had seen some crazy things with magic, but he hadn't anticipated this. I might have gone a little overboard, but it just feels so good. I didn't have to worry about modifying your body. You've got demon in you so it just adapted. But Ruby I tweaked her anatomy a touch so don't worry this won't hurt her. She'll return to normal in a few hours, Vex explained. She better, she can't exactly clean the house like that. That would be entertaining to watch though, her waddling around. Like that movie where the girl inflates and turns blue. How do you know about that movie? There was a book in the library about it. Plus some kid came in doing a homework project on it. I suppose if there's a place to get stuck, in a library isn't too bad, Ethan pondered. Try it then tell me it's not too bad. Vex replied, sticking her tongue out at him. Fair point. Well I'm beat, I need sleep. Ethan said before yawning. Allow me. Vex smiled, waving her hand over his bed and cleaning up the mess that had all made. Thanks. Leave Ruby, she can sleep there. Could. Could I sleep here too? Vex asked sounding unusually shy. Yeah, I guess. Ethan replied. The pair crawled into bed and Vex snuggled up to Ethan's chest. His body was still a copy of her own. He was too tired to change back and she used one of his breasts as a pillow. Ethan woke up the next morning and let out a long, low moan as he felt pleasure building between his legs. It took him a moment to register that someone was licking his clit, or that he even had a clit to begin with. It was only after a finger was slipped inside him that he remembered what had transpired the night before dot he looked down and saw a lump in the bedsheets between his legs. There were two bumps protruding from what he assumed was the person's head, meaning it was likely Vex, or another demon, under there. He lifted the sheet to see it was indeed Vex going down on him. He reached down and grabbed her horns, using them to pull her face against his cunt. She didn't miss a beat, enjoying the rough treatment and doubling her efforts to make Ethan come. F-U-U-U-C-K-K-K-K. Ethan groaned as his back arched. Vex's tongue worked at inhuman speeds on his clit as her fingers quickly pumped in and out of his wet tunnel. 
His body trembled as he came and Vex pushed his orgasm as long as she could until he couldn't stand it anymore. The pleasure became too intense and he violently bucked his hips away from her as his body twitched uncontrollably. Morning. Vex purred in his ear as she snuggled up and spooned him. He had just about recovered from his orgasm and turned to kiss her. That's a good way to start the day. He smiled at her. Where's Ruby? She woke up and went to start her duties. Since it's a new day it seems your command for her to act like her old self wore off. Vex told him. What about her cock? She still has it. She wants to keep it for a while. I don't blame her. I'm quite enjoying this form. Ethan smiled, grabbing his breasts for emphasis. As flattered as I am, I quite liked your male form personally. Although if you want to stay looking like me, I wouldn't complain either. Ethan considered for a moment before closing his eyes. He focused and felt his body begin to return to his normal self. He felt the changes stop and open his eyes, but something was wrong. He looked at his hands and arms. Instead of the pale skin he had been expecting, it was a deep purple. Why didn't my skin change back? He asked. I assume you were focusing on your previous form? Vex asked. Yes, including my skin being how it used to be. Him hang on. Vex placed a hand on his chest and closed her eyes. Her eyebrows furrowed and she looked confused for a moment before she looked at Ethan. So? He asked. So about that being human part, that might not be true for much longer. She replied. Chapter 13 What do you mean that might not be true for much longer? Ethan asked. As in, your physical body has barely any traces of being human left in it. Your soul is still very much intact though, so I wouldn't worry too much. Vex replied. Wouldn't worry? You just told me I'm not going to be human much longer. That's slightly concerning. Your body isn't going to be human anymore. Your mind and soul still will be though and they're what counts. Your body is just a vehicle that carries the important things around. So I'll still be me? Ethan asked, calming down slightly. Yes, besides a demon body has a lot of advantages over a human one. It's much more durable. It won't get sick and oh did I mention we don't age? Wait, so I'm immortal? If you're like the rest of us, yes. Although I don't know what having a soul will mean for you. Leave me alone for a while, I need to think. Ethan ordered. As you wish. Bex replied, climbing up off the bed and leaving the room. Ethan laid back, his mind racing. Every time he thought he was getting used to this magic stuff, it threw a new curved ball at him. The others began to worry. Ethan stayed in his room for days, ordering everyone to stay out and leave food at the door. Vex was the most worried. She hadn't just sensed that he was becoming a demon, but she had sensed something else in him, something she couldn't quite place. It was over a week before Ethan emerged from his room. He felt strong, powerful, and unstoppable. He had struggled with the idea of no longer being human, but then realized he was being stupid. Humans were weak, pathetic things that died easily. No, being a demon was better. A strong body that would never sicken, wither or die, that was what he deserved. It only made sense, if he was given this power, he should have a body that matched it. Ethan walked out into his garden, looking over the grounds. It was big, but he wanted bigger. He circled the house, smiling at two guards who were walking the perimeter. He found Izzy relaxing by the pool. Just the person he wanted to see. Without a word he walked over to her. Oh Ethan good we were were dash. She began, being cut off as Ethan shoved his cock into her open mouth. She didn't resist and instantly began to suck his cock, running her tongue around the head. That wasn't what Ethan wanted though. He grabbed her head, 
focusing his magic into her allowing her to change her body. Suddenly he shoved forward, ramming the entire length of his cock down her throat which was now stretchy enough to take such a forceful entrustion. Izzy grabbed his legs, holding on tightly as he began to fuck her face. Her eyes watered, but she ignored it as Ethan pounded her mouth. After over a minute, her vision began to swim and she fought the urge to panic. Ethan felt her grab his legs tighter and pulled back. Izzy gasped for breath, the air feeling like bliss as it filled her lungs. She only got a couple of breaths before Ethan impaled himself down her throat once again. As her vision began to swim again, Ethan picked up the pace. His balls slapped her chin forcefully, almost hard enough to hurt as she fought to stay conscious. Ethan groaned and she felt his cock swell in her throat as he began to empty his load into her stomach. Darkness descended over her eyes and she felt her body growing heavy when Ethan finally pulled out. She coughed and spluttered as she struggled to breathe and she collapsed back into her seat. Ah, just what I needed. Ethan sighed, falling down into the empty sun lounger next to her. I'm cough, I'm glad you're feeling better. Izzy croaked. I am. I've realized I don't need to be the meek, passive guy I used to be. I'm powerful, I should use that power to get what I want. Don't you agree? Ethan asked. If that is what you want then you should. Izzy replied. What I want. That reminds me, I need some work doing on the house. I want to knock the wall out between my bedroom and the one next door, then I want some modifications made inside. I need you to organize that for me. He ordered. Of course. Izzy answered. Ethan explained what he wanted and Izzy took notes. She quickly went to make some phone calls and Ethan sunbathed by the pool. Izzy returned a little while later and found Ethan laid on the sun lounger with Anna riding his cock. She stood and waited, not wanting to interrupt when Ethan stopped her. He gestured her over. Made the arrangements? He asked as if he wasn't in the middle of having sex. I have. I have a full list of costs for you if you want to hear them. Izzy asked. Ethan wasn't really that interested, but he had a fun idea in mind. I do. Go on, he replied. Izzy began breaking down the costs. When she came to the first price, she avoided the word dollars. Sorry how much? Ethan asked. Seven thousand. Izzy replied. Seven thousand what? Ethan pushed. Izzy knew what he was doing and knew she wouldn't get out of it. She braced herself and took a deep breath. Seven thousand dollars. She said before her legs shook. She moaned as her pussy clenched and fluids ran down her leg. She focused on just staying standing as her orgasm washed over her. Ah, uh, that's not so bad. Ethan replied, ignoring her plight. He looked at her expectantly, and Izzy took a few breaths before continuing explaining the planned work. At the next prize she again tried to avoid saying the word dollars, but Ethan insisted. By the third prize, she just said it, knowing she wouldn't be able to avoid it. At least this time she wasn't coming alone. Her moans mixed with Anna's who was roughly slamming up and down on Ethan's cock having her own orgasm. So what does that all total? Ethan asked, looking down at Izzy who was now sat on the floor, a large wet patch on the concrete between her legs. Twenty. Eight and a half. Thousand. Dollars. Izzy panted, her hands tensing into fists as her legs kicked and spasmed uncontrollably. Her eyes practically rolled back into her head as her entire core vibrated in pleasure. Ethan watched as the orgasm subsided and Izzy collapsed onto her back. She rested her arm over her eyes as she tried to catch her breath. Well, that sounds good to me. Get it done. Ethan smiled, turning his attention back to Anna who was currently resting on his chest. Yes, master. 
Izzy panted, slowly getting up and walking away on unsteady legs. Send Ruby out. Ethan called after her. He stroked Anna's hair, pulling her up and kissing her deeply, his cock still hard as steel inside her. You asked for me? Ruby asked, standing nearby with her head bowed. Ethan looked at her. Her large breasts were practically spilling out of her maid's uniform and the dress was so short her cock hung out from beneath it. Come here, Ethan ordered. Ruby walked over until she was stood right next to the pair. Now Anna, suck her until she's hard. Anna knelt up, grabbing Ruby's hips and turning the girl towards her. She leaned forward and took her flaccid cock into her mouth, sucking and licking it as it began to hard. Ruby groaned as her mother ran her tongue along her hardening flesh. It didn't take long for Ruby to get completely hard, but Anna didn't stop. The command to get her hard had finished, but she continued as she just enjoyed it. Ruby, do you want to fuck your mother's ass? Ethan asked. Ruby blushed and looked down, but nodded slightly. Ethan grinned. He knew she would. He wanted her to do it, so by extension of his power, she wanted to do it. Although he suspected she wanted to do it anyway, regardless of what he wanted. Then do it and don't be shy. I want you to show her you're in control. Ethan grinned. Ruby's demeanor changed in a heartbeat. Her body language went from shy and subservient to confident and commanding. Her head raised and her shoulders pushed back as she climbed onto the sun lounger behind Anna. I'm going to fuck your tight little ass and you're going to love every minute of it. Ruby smiled. For a moment, Ethan recognized a brief glimmer of the old, confident Ruby resurfacing. Although the old Ruby had never had any sexual interest in Anna. Do you want it? Ruby asked. Anna nodded, biting her lip. Suddenly Ruby slapped her ass hard, causing Anna to gasp in surprise. Bet me for it. Please. Please fuck my ass. Anna groaned, leaning forward and lifting her hips slightly, presenting her ass to Ruby. Good girl. Ruby grinned. Ethan felt a wave of arousal at seeing the two acting like this, knowing they were like puppets on a string for him to control however he wanted. Ruby grabbed Anna's hips and pressed her cock against her tight asshole. Tauntingly slowly, she began to push in, sliding the tip off her cock into her mother's ass. Please. Anna moaned, trying to push back against Ruby. Ruby spanked her ass again. I am in control here, slut. Ruby barked. Ethan felt Anna's contents around his cock as she heard the word slut. I think Anna likes being called a slut. Ethan informed Ruby. Is that true, slut? Is it the word or do you like being my little plaything? Ruby asked. Anna didn't respond straight away, earning her another strike on the ass. Your plaything. She cried out. Ruby grinned and suddenly slammed her hips forward, burying her cock to the hilt inside Anna's ass. Anna moaned loudly as the sudden intrusion. Good slut. Ruby smiled and she began to thrust. Ethan could feel her cock sliding in and out of Anna's ass with his own buried deep in her cunt. He began to move, too, thrusting up in time with Ruby. Anna dug her nails into his chest. She was already incredibly horny and sensitive from her previous orgasms, and the sensation of having both her holes fucked was incredible. Master, the alteration Bex made to me is still in place and I haven't come for a week. You may want to make sure she can handle it. Ruby told Ethan. He smiled. He had forgotten about that. He grabbed Anna's breasts and squeezed them firmly while focusing magic into her body. Done. He informed Ruby, although he now had other ideas. He continued focusing on Anna's body, making a single change. Instantly Anna started moaning loudly as her ass became as sensitive as her cunt. Oh fuck 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 fuck. She screamed as she buried her head into Ethan's chest and came hard. 
her whole body seemed to be involved as every muscle began to twitch and shudder. The pair continued fucking her for the better part of an hour, giving Anna orgasm after orgasm. Ruby looked like she was nearly at her limits when Ethan finally gave her permission to come as he began to come himself. The pair groaned as their cocks pumped in unison, filling Anna's inside with their large loads. Ruby's orgasm took longer than Ethan's as she pumped in human amounts of cum into her mother's ass. Anna groaned weakly, her body thoroughly worn out as her stomach swelled in size. Finally Ruby pulled out, a small river of cum following her cock out of Anna as she withdrew. She walked around to the side and shoved her semi-erect cock into Anna's mouth, forcing her to clean it. Anna could barely move, but did her best to lick and suck the cock clean. Ethan turned, supporting Anna's weight as he rolled onto his side and placed her onto the sun lounger before standing up. He looked down at his stepmother. She looked extremely pregnant and had already fallen asleep. The sight of her stirred something inside him and he felt his cock swell with excitement, but he ignored it. Did you enjoy that, Ruby? He asked. I did. She grinned up at him. Good, just remember your place here. Keep serving me well and more rewards like that will happen. He reminded her. Yes, master. Ruby replied, bowing her head and returning inside to continue her duties. Ethan stretched, he felt good. He looked at his arms and the deep purple skin. When it had first appeared, or rather refused to disappear, he had been concerned. Now, though, it made him smile. He went inside to find Vex. You want to what? She asked, her eyes wide. Control every demon, Ethan repeated. But why? Because they should serve me. So tell me, how do I do it? Ethan commanded. Vex obviously didn't seem happy about the idea, but she couldn't ignore his command. There are two ways, control them like you can with me or through fear. Controlling them properly would take a long time, as you would have to take control of each one individually. But if you control just a few and show the rest your power, they will serve you. That's how it has always gone in the past. Defeating and then controlling the most powerful demons would be the most effective way to do it. So where do I find powerful demons? All over the world. You'll often find them in places of political or social power, in the background controlling things to suit their needs. Can you find them? A few yes, they don't exactly hide from other demons as most aren't a threat to them. So, let's go see one. Ethan said casually. What? Right now? Vex asked in surprise. Yes, if you know where one is, take me there. Ethan commanded. Vex panicked. She knew exactly where one was and what would happen if this particular demon saw her. She couldn't believe what Ethan was doing. He knew nothing about fighting with his powers. Yet, despite her reservations, she had to obey his commands. Okay, she said shakily, using her powers to instantly transport them. They appeared in an expensive-looking apartment overlooking New York. Where are we? Ethan asked. You. A voice behind him snarled. Suddenly Vex went flying across the room, slamming hard enough into a wall the whole room shook slightly. Ethan span around to see the source of the voice and saw a very muscular-looking demon charging toward Vex. Ethan dash. Vex called out as an invisible force began to choke her. Let her go, Ethan said casually. The large demon turned and faced him. Who the fuck are you? The demon growled. I'm Ethan, Ethan replied, looking over the demon's shoulder towards Vex. Vex, who is this? You break into my house with this bitch and you don't even know who I am? The demon bellowed. Not a clue, Ethan replied. Insolent little dash. The demon began before suddenly flying across the room. They slammed into the wall next to Vex with twice the force she had hit, 
causing the wall to crack and parts to crumble. Vex dropped to the ground and grabbed her neck, looking over at Ethan who just smiled at her. So, who is this then? He asked. Maldris. An old rival of mine. He's done rather well for himself while I was trapped in that book. He's one of the top twenty strongest demons alive. Vex explained. As she was talking, Maldris freed himself from the indent in the wall. How dare you! He roared, launching himself across the room at Ethan. He moved incredibly fast and aimed a solid punch at Ethan's jaw. He didn't even make it halfway towards Ethan before his sofa came crashing into him. Various other pieces of his furniture flew across the room, smashing into him and creating a pile on top of him. Maldras flung the smashed-up furniture to one side, his muscles swelling in rage. A complete stranger came into his house with his sword enemy, threw him into a wall, and was now smashing his own furniture against his. He was going to make this intruder pay. Ethan watched the hulking demon clamber to his feet. He was having fun, who knew fighting with demons was so entertaining. He didn't even flinch as Maldras launched a fireball at him. It burned so hot it blackened and left a trail of fire along the wooden floor beneath it. For a moment Ethan hesitated, his instincts telling him a fireball should be avoided. He ignored the instinct to dodge and instead simple raised his hand. He caught the fireball and a ball of magic in his hand and quickly extinguished it. What are you? Maldras muttered as he watched his attack be stopped with little effort. I'm your new master. Ethan replied. With a flick of his wrist he launched Maldras into another wall and pinned him there with his own magic. He walked over and stuck out his thumb. The edge of the nail turned into a sharp metal blade. Maldras struggled to get free, with no success, as Ethan made a small cut in his abdomen. Dark purple blood welled up from the cut, and Ethan took a few drops on his finger. Maldras just laughed as he watched Ethan lick the blood off his finger. You think you can control me? Ha! Huh. You might be strong, but you're not powerful enough to control me. Maldras boasted. Ethan ignored him, repeating the same process he had to enslave Izzy before letting Maldras down from the wall. The demon landed on his feet with a thump. Kneel. Ethan commanded. Maldras's eyes went wide as his body followed Ethan's command. What? How? He growled. It seems I am powerful enough, don't you recognize these markings? Ethan asked, gesturing to his chest. No. It can't be. Maldras muttered. Oh it is and he has a human soul. Vex replied, a wide smile on her face. Impossible. Maldras spat. Be quiet. Ethan ordered. So Vex, why are you his sworn enemy? A long time ago, a few years before I got trapped in that book, we had a bit of a confrontation. I was powerful back then, and Maldras was no way near as powerful as he is now. He was trying to gain power by sending villages to war with one another. He had been setting up everything for weeks, manipulating people and driving up tensions. So he's a demon of war? Exactly and back then, wars weren't as easy to come by as they are now. Which is why he's so powerful. You're looking at the number one gun manufacturer in the world. He literally starts wars so he can profit from them, both financially and magically. Anyway, like I said, he had everything ready with these villages. Then I came along. What did you do? I ruined all his plans. Made the villagers so horny they didn't care about fighting, only fucking. Instead of a war, they had a giant orgy. Obviously, he wasn't too pleased about that and came after me. Which didn't end well for him. I didn't kill him and he left swearing if he ever saw me again, he'd kill me instead. You know, I don't blame him for that one. I don't either. 
but I kept track of him as best I could. It's always good to know where people who hate you are. Even in the library, I heard about his rise to power. I'll be honest, I was a little worried about us coming here. I'm still going to kill you. Maldras threatened, despite still being on his knees and unable to move. You know, you really shouldn't threaten my property. Ethan replied. Property? Maldras asked confused. She belongs to me and now so do you. Actually, you know what, I'm feeling generous. Vex you can have him, he can be your pet. Ethan smiled. Really? Vex asked with an expression similar to a kid that has just been told they're getting a puppy. Yeah, he'll be under my control, but whenever I don't need him, he's all yours. Ethan replied. He turned to Maldras and gave him the usual commands, adding on that he would serve also serve Vex and do anything she told him, unless it undermined Ethan in any way. Oh, I'm going to have so much fun. Vex squealed. It was the most excited Ethan had ever seen her. First, let's go back to the mansion. Ethan suggested. Want to try taking us? Vex asked. What do I do? Vex explained how to teleport to Ethan and within seconds they were back at the mansion. Vex asked for a couple of days free with Maldras, which Ethan granted, and she quickly dragged him to her room. Chapter 14 Ethan left it for a day before deciding he wanted to go after someone else. He went up to Vex's bedroom and walked in without knocking. Inside, he found Maldras bent over the edge of Vex's bed while she was vigorously fucking his ass from behind. Please, mistress, fuck me harder. He begged. Having fun? Ethan asked. So much. I mean, I might have commanded him to beg me to fuck him, but that was hours ago. I don't know if that's him or the command at this point. Vex replied. How long have you been going? When did we get back? Yesterday. Wait, have you been fucking him since yesterday? On and off. He can't come unless I say so, but neither can I unless you say so, so it's been a fun balance of keeping him on edge without making it too bad for myself. Vex grinned. I thought you were a demon of lust, that not coming wasn't that big a deal for you. Ethan teased. I am and it's not, but when you have a tight virgin ass like his to fuck, it's torture. I just want to fill him with my cum. Oh please mistress, fill me up. Maldras whined. Well then, if that's what he wants, do it. Ethan commanded. Vex groaned loudly as she came hard. Despite all her big talk, she was obviously pent up as her body shuddered and her cock began emptying a stream of fluid into the muscular demon. Fuck, come with me, slut. Vex ordered Maldras who roared in pleasure as his cock began emptying its load onto the side of the bed and floor. Ethan watched with amusement until the pair were done. Maldra's stomach was bloated from the large load inside him. Vex pulled out of his ass and went to a drawer. She pulled out a large dildo and handed it to Maldra's. Fuck yourself with that until I return. Keep yourself right on the edge. But don't you dare come. She ordered. Maldra's looked at her with a face full of rage, but took the large dildo and began sliding it into his ass. While you're doing that, tell me, where is another powerful demon? Ethan asked. Maldras looked at him with contempt in his eyes, but told him anyway as he was unable to resist. My partner, a death demon, London, England. He spat before giving the exact address. Looks like that's where we're going. Ethan smiled at Vex. She grinned, she had been hesitant the first time, but after seeing how easily Ethan dealt with Maldras, she wasn't worried anymore. Let's go then. She replied. They went to Ethan's room and looked up the address online. The one rule of teleportation was you had to either know where you were going or know someone already at the destination. As Ethan didn't know the demon and had never been to London, 
he needed a reference. Thankfully you could travel almost anywhere virtually now. They appeared down an alleyway near the apartment building. For the first time in a long time, the pair were dressed. They hadn't been able to get a view inside the building and couldn't exactly walk the streets naked. They made their way inside and were stopped by a security guard. Allow me, Vex whispered, stepping in front of Ethan between him and the guard. Ethan watched what could only be described as a master class in flirting and within moments the guard was allowing them past, with vague, but exciting promises of seeing him again later from Vex. Wow, he was putty in your hands in moments, Ethan commented. I'm out of practice, but still one of the best lust demons to exist. In centuries, men haven't really changed, she replied. They made their way up to the apartment on the top floor. The building was extremely fancy. Only the richest of the rich could afford to live here. Each apartment spanned two floors, each one bigger than most family homes. They found the door they wanted and knocked, with no response. Think we should wait inside? Ethan asked. Careful, no doubt a demon as powerful as this will have set traps. You won't just be able to use your magic to unlock the door without triggering something. Vex warned. Want to be? Ethan replied flatly. He placed his hand on the door and focused. The lock quickly clicked open, the electric whine of the door unlocking signifying they could go in. Ethan stepped inside and instantly felt a bolt of magic hit his body, stunning him in place. It jumped from him to Vex, holding them both. Vex tried to struggle and cried out in agony as she was shocked by the powerful magic. Ethan on the other hand simply flexed his own magical powers. There was a flash of energy as the two magics fought, but Ethan's easily won out and the spell holding them in place vanished. That sucked. Vex panted, collapsing to her knees to catch her breath. I kinda tickled, Ethan replied, showing off. He closed the door behind them and walked into the apartment like he owned the place. He spotted a row of liquor bottles on the kitchen counter. Want a drink? Sure, Vex replied, slowly getting back to her feet. Ethan poured them both a drink and they sat on the expensive-looking couch as they waited for the owner to return. It was late into the evening when they finally heard the door unlock. Ethan stood up, watching the door as a tall, thin demon walked in. She was skinny, almost skeletal, with long horns and dark red skin. Her black eyes went wide as she saw the two intruders sat on her couch. Who dash? She began before being pinned against the wall. Ethan was in no mood for a long fight after waiting so long. He simply held her in place and repeated the process he had done with Maldras. Within a minute of entering her home, the demon was under Ethan's control. Danica, I presume? Ethan asked. Yes, master, she replied. He'd given her the full command, making her a willing servant. Excellent, Ethan smiled. Over the next week, he visited and enslaved another ten of the most powerful demons alive. The week after that, other demons started turning up, submitting willingly to avoid being magically enslaved. Ethan was surprised by how many powerful people were actually demons or loyal to a demon. He found owners of sports teams and businesses who were demons, politicians who worked for demons and even a billionaire who despite running a global company with tens of thousands of employees to his disposal, like being dominated by feuda demon with a horse cock at the weekends, despite all their previous connections, positions and political influence, within a month they all served Ethan. He used each new slave to recruit more, bringing their friends, acquaintances and business partners to him to grow his influence. To the public, nothing had happened, but by those who knew, Ethan was now in control of some of the most powerful people in the world. He was fairly certain he could start a war between countries if he felt inclined. 
yet there was one demon in particular left that he wanted to control. He hadn't believed it at first, he thought the demons were lying to him until he commanded them to tell the truth, and they still said the same thing. He supposed it made sense that the president was a demon, and one of the most powerful of all. So powerful, he'd actually hidden himself from the lesser demons, who were equally surprised when they found out. So, you're really going to do this? Vex asked Ethan as he lay on his bed. Between his legs sucking his cock was Stacy. She had been the head cheerleader in high school, the hottest and most popular girl. She was still gorgeous with long blonde hair, large breasts, an ass that was round and firm in just the right ratio and legs that seemed to go on forever. Ethan couldn't remember what she had done exactly, but he remembered she had embarrassed him in some way during high school. It wasn't a painful memory, but he remembered it had happened which had been enough for him to track her down and enslave her. Yeah, I am. You should know not to doubt me by now, Ethan admonished. Sorry, master, Vex replied. She had become much more submissive as Ethan had grown stronger. At first she had thought she might be special and not just another one of his slaves, more a partner in everything. He had noticed and quickly put her in her place for not showing him the respect he deserved. Vex looked over to the other side of the room. Ruby was hanging from the ceiling by her wrists and ankles, leaving her ass extremely exposed as an enchanted two-foot-long dildo slid in and out of her ass, burying itself so deep it almost entered her completely with each thrust. She had been late cleaning Ethan's room, so this was her punishment. To make it worse, Ethan had changed her body so her ass was extremely sensitive. So sensitive that each thrust of the dildo was enough to make her come, only she still wasn't allowed, making each thrust a torment of unattainable pleasure. Even Vex knew she would only last so long against that kind of punishment before begging for release. Ruby had been there for a couple of hours and her moans had died off into quiet whimpers as her cock was bright red and angry desperate for release it wasn't allowed. She looked back at Ethan who seemed completely uncaring about Ruby's plight. She was careful not to show her displeasure over who Ethan had become. So when are you going? Vex asked. As soon as this slut is finished, Ethan replied, gesturing to Stacy. She smiled up at him before swallowing his cock down her throat. Pfft, she has no clue what she's doing. May I? Vex purred seductively. Ethan nodded and Vex pulled Stacy out of the way before devouring Ethan's cock herself. She used every trick she knew to get him off. If he was going to be an evil dictator, the least she could do is make sure she was in his good books. It took only minutes before Ethan grabbed her head and buried his cock down her throat before coming directly into her stomach. After a couple of minutes he pulled out, leaving Vex looking pregnant, her belly swollen with his cum. He smiled to himself and climbed off the bed. He stretched and then suddenly vanished from the room. He reappeared in the president's office, much to the surprise to the guards who quickly drew their guns. Afternoon, Mr. President, Ethan said, bowing slightly. Who are you? How did you get in here? The president asked. He was a young man, at least, that's how the world saw him. Only thirty-eight, he was the youngest president to ever serve, but in reality, he was the oldest. It also wasn't his first time as president— had served two terms over thirty years ago. Although he had a different appearance and life back then. I'm your new boss, Ethan replied casually. The president smirked, amused by Ethan. Is that so? he asked. His body began to shimmer before his human disguise disappeared completely, revealing his demon form. He was tall, with large muscles, but not so big he looked brutish. Ethan couldn't deny that he was an imposing creature, but not imposing enough to make Ethan worried. Yep, Ethan simply replied. 
Well, now I'm intrigued. You didn't even flinch when you saw my true form, which means you already knew. You teleported in two, which should have killed you. Who are you? The president asked. Name's Ethan and you have two choices. Serve me willingly or I'll enslave you and you'll serve me anyway. Ethan offered. The president burst out laughing and so did his guards, who had put their guns away and revealed their own demonic forms. That's funny. Guards kill him. The president ordered, not even bothering to look at Ethan anymore and returning to his paperwork. Ethan watched as the guards all summoned various magical attacks. They launched them all in unison. Fireballs, dark magic, lightning and a dozen other spells all hit Ethan at the same time. They watched the smoke clear and each one went wide-eyed when they saw Ethan was completely unharmed. Interesting. The president muttered, glancing up at Ethan. He slowly stood up as Ethan watched him with a slight smirk on his face. The president pushed his desk to one side, a show of strength, as he easily moved the heavy wooden object. He shrugged and stretched his shoulders, similar to a baseball pitcher would before making their first throw. Suddenly he burst forward at Ethan, the other guards suddenly all moved too. Ethan vaguely pictured some big fight scene from a movie, where the main character ducked and dodged all the blows from his assailants, as he took them out one by one. He vaguely considered it, he could do it, but it would just be for show. Instead he decided to end things quickly dot he crossed his arms before quickly uncrossing them and spreading them out wide. All the demons in front of him went flying, except for the president who barely flinched at the wave of magic that crashed over him. Ethan then stepped backwards, bodily throwing himself into the guards behind him and launching them into the walls. Despite most of them being larger than him, with magic enhancing his body, they were like balloons being hit by a golf club. Two died on impact, while three more crumbled against the wall behind them. The president swung at Ethan who didn't even try to dodge. He just took the blow and heard the crunch of bones as the president's hand shattered on impact. The president roared in pain and clutched his hand. Ethan simply smiled. It was over. He wiped the blood from his chin, licking it off his hand. It wasn't his blood and in moments he had control of the president. Ethan looked at the mess in the room and the dead demons behind him. He smiled. This had been fun. With a flick of his hand he teleported the president back home before teleporting himself. He blinked, not recognizing where he was. There was grass beneath his feet, but this wasn't his garden. Had something gone wrong with the teleport? Ethan turned, looking around, only to find himself face to face with a man he did not recognize. The man smiled at him and Ethan tensed. Something about the man's smile put him on edge. Who are you? Ethan asked. The name's Michael, the man replied. Michael? What am I doing here? Ethan demanded. You've been causing some problems. We've watched you for a while now. We could overlook you taking control of a few small people, but you've gone too far. So now, as usual, I have to step in to fix things. Michael explained. Fix things? You mean stop me? Ethan asked, a cocky smile on his face. If you don't agree to stop first, yes. That's what I do. Whenever someone grows too much in power and threatens the balance of the world, I stop them. Michael explained. Really? So the others before me, that was you? Ethan asked. Yep. We cover it up afterwards, make it look like their followers betrayed them, but it was me. Have you heard of the elder demons? Yeah, they were the first, we let them grow in power unchecked and they threatened to destroy this whole planet. So I stopped them. Since then, any individual who has amassed too much power gets a visit from me and gets the same offer you do. Either stop yourself or I'll stop you. Michael repeated. I'd like to see you try. 
Ethan grinned, readying himself for a fight. Ha, huh, they all say that. Are you sure you want to take me on? Do you even know who I am? Michael replied casually. Some guy that thinks he's scarier than he actually is. Ethan replied. I'm Michael. The Archangel Michael. The most powerful warrior of heaven. Michael explained. Suddenly two large wings burst from his back, bright white feathers glittering in the sunshine. It was so bright Ethan could barely stand to look at it. Well, angels exist. I did wonder about that. Ethan remarked before suddenly launching a bolt of magic at Michael. Michael didn't move to avoid it. Instead, he swung his hands as a glowing sword materialized in his hands. He sliced the bolt of magic, causing it to vanish in a small puff of smoke. Last chance, Michael warned. Ethan responded by throwing another ball of magic before quickly teleporting behind Michael and throwing another. Michael slashed the first before spinning and deflecting the next. Ethan's eyes went wide, they had been two of his most powerful attacks. Michael kicked into the ground, launching himself forward. His wings spread wide as he flew directly at Ethan. Ethan froze, watching the angel coming at him and not knowing what to do. Was this his? Was this how he died? No, he refused. He felt a fire burning inside him and time seemed to slow down. He watched as Michael swung his sword, aiming directly for Ethan's chest. Ethan turned and stretched out his hand, catching the blade in mid-swing and gripping it tightly. Time seemed to move normally again, and it was Michael's turn to appear shocked. He looked at Ethan's hand, gripping his sword. That shouldn't have been possible. Ethan felt the power in the sword. It was almost in direct conflict with his own and he squeezed. The blade shrieked in his hand before bursting and shattering into pieces. No, Michael muttered. Ethan turned, throwing a punch at Michael faster than the angel could react. He connected hard with his chest, sending Michael flying backwards before he crashed into the ground. Grass and dirt went flying as Michael skidded into the ground like a meteor coming in at a shallow landing. He gouged a long path across the field before finally coming to a stop. Michael clutched his chest coughing hard. He had never been injured before, let alone almost killed by a single blow. His body was battered and he could barely move. He looked up to see Ethan walking towards him. Slowly he pushed himself up before stretching his wings and launching himself off the ground. He knew he couldn't win this fight. He had to retreat. As he flew up, Ethan grabbed his ankle. Again Michael was surprised. No one had ever been able to catch him in flight before. Ethan pulled hard and slammed him back into the ground. You were saying something about stopping me? Ethan taunted. You're. You're a mistake. Michael coughed. And you're dead. Ethan replied simply. He pushed his foot against the angel's chest and slowly began crushing him. Michael groaned in pain. Ethan smiled before being confused as his foot suddenly stamped into the dirt. Michael had vanished. Ethan looked around and found a woman standing looking at him. Sorry to interrupt, but I really didn't want to just leave Michael to die. Then woman apologized. Who the fuck are you? Ethan asked, annoyed that his victory had been snatched from him. A friend, I don't want to see Michael die, but I don't want to see you die either. The stranger answered. Well, someone has to die and since you took away my angel... I guess you can take his place. Ethan answered, copying Michael's trick and kicking into the ground to launch himself forward. The stranger didn't even flinch. They simply watched as Ethan flew towards them at incredible speed. Ethan smiled. The bitch wasn't even moving. This would be easy to land a solid hit. He flew forward and swung his fist, aiming to crush every body in the stranger's chest. His fist flew forward directly at its target, before passing right through the stranger. Ethan crashed into the ground on the other side 
bouncing on his shoulder before rolling to his feet. He growled in annoyance before launching wave after wave of powerful magic at the stranger. The stranger simply smiled as each attack hit her. She waited as Ethan continued his barrage before finally giving up. Done yet? The stranger asked. Fuck you, Ethan replied. He wasn't used to being denied what he wanted and right now he wanted this bitch dead. The fact she had withstood every attack Ethan had thrown didn't even cross Ethan's mind. Rage blinded him and he launched another punch aimed at the woman. Fine. The stranger sighed. Faster than Ethan could perceive, she stepped to one side, grabbed Ethan's wrist, span him around and threw him through the air. Ethan didn't even have time to register what had just happened before he impacted something solid. He braced for pain, but none came. He opened his eyes and found himself sat on a bench with the stranger sat beside him. So I feel like I should say sorry. The woman began. For? Ethan asked warily, unnerved by the calmness of the man. Everything. All of this. It's my fault. She continued. What do you mean? You were an experiment. To see what would happen if a human soul mixed with demonic power. Before I've had strict rules against this, you aren't the first, but the results before have ended badly. This time I thought if I took a human and slowly gave them demonic power, maybe they'd be okay. Before I took demons and gave them souls, the results were rather... Explosive. The woman sighed. Experiment? Who are you? Ethan asked, suddenly quite concerned. Oh, I'm sorry, did I not introduce myself? Hi, I'm God. The woman smiled. God? As in the God? The creator of everything God? Ethan asked. That's me. God is a woman? Ethan smiled. Yes, well, no, right now I'm a woman, yes, but normally I'm not. I'm either male or female or I'm both, depending on your point of view. But right now, yes, I am a woman, I thought it'd be easier for us to talk that way. God replied. Right, sure, I'm talking with God. Have I finally gone insane? Ethan asked. No, well, maybe, I don't know, have you? Sometimes that does happen when I talk to humans, I'm not surprised. So my power, everything I can do, that's because you were experimenting? Yes, I wanted to see what you would do and what would happen. Why? I have my reasons. Right, oh, that reminds me, one second. God smiled. She reached over and placed the tip of her finger on Ethan's head. Suddenly he became acutely aware of everything he had done recently. Oh my God! He muttered as he thought over the last couple of months. That's me. I didn't really do all that, did I? Ethan asked, tears welling up in his eyes. Well, yes, I'm sorry, I let things get a bit out of hand. You see, demonic magic corrupts humans. I wanted to see if I could find a way to make them resistant to it. God explained. Your God, can't you do anything? You created the entire universe. I did, and I'm quite proud of that. The thing is, demonic magic was here before I was. It's not my creation, it's someone else's. Possibly left over from a previous god in a previous universe. I don't know, but it's pesky stuff. No matter what I do, I can't get rid of it. I tried containing it, but that just created a huge explosion. I think you call it the Big Bang. As in the start of the universe? Ah, that's not actually true. It is the start of the universe as it is now, but the universe itself is actually far, far, far older. I just sort of reset it in an attempt to get rid of demonic magic but as you can see that failed. So instead of trying to get rid of it, I've worked around it. I created demons to absorb the magic on earth. Take your friend Vex, she's a lust demon. 
When humans have sex, they give off demonic magic which she can then absorb, thus taking it away from the humans. Well that explains a lot of things. Ethan muttered, still sounding quite dejected. The problem is, if a demon doesn't remove the magic from humans and too much builds up, it corrupts the person. Serial killers, dictators, the worst humans ever, that's demonic magic corrupting them. Just as it did you. God explained. I can't believe what I did. Ethan whispered, the horror of who he had become washing over him. I am sorry. I shouldn't have allowed things to go so far. So, I'm going to make it right. She offered. How? Ethan asked, but before he even finished speaking he found himself consumed by a bright light. He closed his eyes tightly until he felt the light fade. He was back at home, in his bedroom, but Ruby was gone. In the corner of the room was a large standing mirror, and Ethan could see himself in it. He looked like his old self. His skin was pale and the markings were gone. He held out his hand and created a fireball. He still had his power, but it didn't feel the same. He felt as powerful as he had, but the desire to use that power to dominate was gone. As he was contemplating this, God appeared in front of him. What's happening? Ethan asked. I've put you back to just after you bought this house, before Vex brought you those demons to serve you. I've also given you some of my power to make up for what I did to you and tweaked people's memories so they always thought you had that power. Are they still? You know, your slaves? No. They're your lovers, totally devoted to you, but they have their free will back. Really? I know you care for them, so I figured this was a good compromise. Everyone will be happy. I? Thank you. Ethan smiled. Just remember, use the power I've given you for something good this time. God replied before vanishing again. Vex entered the room and smiled at Ethan. Were you talking to someone? She asked. Just myself. Ethan replied. He was a little disappointed that he hadn't had a chance to ask God more questions. Well, how about some company? Vex grinned before Izzy, Anna and Ruby entered the room. Each one was naked and they tackled Ethan onto the bed, kissing various parts of his body while laughing and tickling him. It didn't take long for the playfulness to stop and everyone's hormones to take over. Ruby had his cock in her mouth while Anna moved and straddled his face. He obliged and licked her wet slit as she massaged her breasts. Ruby deep-throated him as Vex pulled Izzy onto her lap. The petite woman made out with the demon as she felt the demon's cock head pressing as her entrance. She lowered herself down onto it and sighed as it filled her wet tunnel. They all took turns fucking, licking and sucking on one another's various body parts. Ethan found he still had the power to manipulate himself and others, which made for a lot of fun. Anna got to experience what having a cock and a male orgasm felt like as she filled Ruby's ass, while Ethan experienced a female orgasm while being an exact duplicate of his stepsister, minus the cock she still had, much to Vex's enjoyment who could now come without requiring permission. After two hours and multiple orgasms all round, the group collapsed onto the bed and cuddled up to one another. Ethan lay there panting, his arms around his beautiful stepmother, and a sexy demon. No one was his slave, he was no one's master, and it wasn't the world domination he had planned, but he realized for the first time since he had found the smartphone spell book, he was happy. The End This podcast is part of the Erotica Podcast Network. Visit the other channels for more stories with a different focus. Support us on Patreon to make requests for subjects you would love to hear. Thank you to those who have already reached out.